Blessings, and welcome to Arms Upheld, Support in Life's Hard Battles. I'm Lynn Pierce, and I'm here to hold up your arms with encouragement, something to think on, and a prayer to focus on the one who holds all things together while you continue to fight the battles in your life. In the midst of battle, life can feel overwhelming, challenging, or beyond. I don't know what God has called you to do, what battlefield you are walking through, but at times you may find yourself feeling this way. I want you to know that even though your battle likely looks different than mine, I'm here to support you. I want to stand with you until the breakthrough happens and you can see the victory materialize. My hope is that these few minutes we spend together will help you lighten your load, feel seen, connected, and loved, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's begin with God's Word. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. Second Samuel 12, verses 5 and 6. If you were with us last week, we learned about David's failure to stay vigilant and the depth of sin he sank into. Although most of us will not steal another person's spouse and then plot to have that person killed, we have all sinned. Romans 3.23 reminds us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yet knowing this doesn't mean our sin is always evident. In fact, how often are we the last ones to see it? I'm sure there were people close to David that could see how his latest choices had obscured his vision, but it was God's voice through the prophet Nathan that finally opened his eyes. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, Nathan showed up and told David a story of two men, one rich and one poor. The rich man had many flocks and herds, while the poor man had but one little lamb who he doted on like his own child. One day a traveler arrived to visit the rich man, and it was customary to prepare a meal to honor him. However, the rich man was unwilling to take an animal from his own flock, so he took the poor man's lamb for the meal. As David listened to the tale, his anger rose at the injustice, and then his words are how we opened this podcast. The man deserves to die. Everyone else could probably recognize that David was this man, but David was blind to this knowledge. Why? Sometimes we say we're too close to the situation. We need an outside perspective or an objective observer. Usually when sin engulfs us, we no longer have our eyes fixed on Jesus. We have our eyes fixed on something that promises us happiness. But God knows that he is the only one that can fully satisfy us and fill us with joy. So, he intervenes. 
Jesus himself tells us in Matthew 18, verse 12, What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? The lost sheep is not a lost cause because he strayed. God doesn't give up on David because he royally screwed up. Neither will he give up on us. God will come after us. God will always seek to restore our relationship with him. We are always worth it. No matter how big the sin, God's love and grace are bigger. So in this case, David is the one that is lost. Lost in his sin. God sends in Nathan. Nathan speaks the words God gave him. You are the man. Then through Nathan, God lays out the wrongs David has committed in the following verses. David apparently listens, because in verse 13 he responds, I have sinned against the Lord. His heart, that was flooded with selfishness, bends once again toward heaven. He submits to the Lord. He acknowledges his sin and repents. I'm not sure I am always so quick to move to repentance when faced with my sin. When God speaks through others that I know and trust to be godly friends, am I so open to listening? Do I accept the truth when my hidden sin is revealed? When I come face to face with how low I've sunk, do I then sink to my knees? I am admittedly stubborn, but I don't want my stubbornness to keep me from repentance. I desire to submit to the Lord like David and accept the truth without defensive maneuvering. I hope that I can likewise bend my heart toward heaven and speak the words of David. I have sinned against the Lord. Before Nathan leaves to go home, he speaks to David once again of forgiveness and consequences. The Lord has also put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, Because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who is born to you shall die. The consequences of sin remain, even through grace. We will spend some time reflecting on this next week. For now, let's sit with the idea of repentance. What sin has infiltrated our lives lately? Is there something we are unwilling to face? Have we slammed the door on a friend who tried to help us? Did we unknowingly slam the door on the shepherd as he sought us out? Let's spend some time returning to him. Let's pray the words of Psalm 51 
A Psalm of David when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. This prayer is based on the message version. Generous in love, God give grace. Huge in mercy, wipe out our bad records. Scrub away our guilt, soak out our sins in your laundry. We know how bad we've been. Our sins are staring us down. You're the one we've violated, and you've seen it all, the full extent of our evil. You have all the facts before you. Whatever you decide about us is fair. We've been out of step with you for a long time, in the wrong since before we were born. What you're after is truth from the inside out. Enter us then. Conceive new, true lives. Soak us in your laundry and we'll come out clean. Scrub us and we'll have a snow-white life. Tune us in to foot-tapping songs. Set these once-broken bones to dancing. God, make a fresh start in us. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of our lives. Bring us back from gray exile. Put a fresh wind in our sails. Give us a job teaching rebels your ways so the lost can find their way home. Commute our death sentences, God, our salvation, God, and we'll sing anthems to your life-giving ways. Unbutton our lips, dear God. We'll let loose with your praise. Going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. We learned how to worship you when our prides were shattered. Heart-shattered lives that are ready for love Don't for a moment escape God's notice. May our hearts be ready to hear your words, however they are delivered, and be inclined to repentance. Thank you for always being ready to seek us out and forgive us as you gather us into your heavenly arms. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining me for our summer learning from the life of David, Israel's greatest king and a man after God's own heart. Just a reminder that I will be taking off four weeks in July to rest, breathe, and spend time with my family. We will pick back up with David on July 31st. But before that comes... We have the month of June to spend together. I'm so glad you're here. And even though your battle may look different than mine, let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.